0: Welcome to Worship Call with Bible teacher Buzz Laubette. Buzz is the pastor of Grace Chapel Bible Ministries located in Duncan, South Carolina. This ministry is dedicated to the verse-by-verse teaching of God's Word and discipleship programs aimed at strengthening the faith of God's people. Now here's today's message. This is the sixth day of the week in God's created order, Friday. The twelfth day of January, 2024th year of our Lord. And we begin, and this is another fine day in the Lord. Father in heaven, thank you for this opportunity. Once again, as we meet together, open our hearts to the scripture this morning. Let it uh, purify and sanctify our hearts as we continue to serve thee. And these things we pray Christ's name. Amen. And a happy good morning to you all. And, um, mom, it's nice to have you there and hope you have a great day today. And, um, and it's a great day to start out with the word of the Lord. Um, So we're, we're talking about the, the, uh, the conflict, the debate, the debating between, uh, Jesus and the Pharisees, if you wanted to call it that, uh, but it's more of their examination, it's their questioning and we finished off yesterday, we'll start today with Matthew twenty two forty six it says no one was able to answer him a word, nor did anyone dare from that day on to ask him another question. And um they couldn't uh that they couldn't win, they couldn't find a foothold within uh they that they, they want to find something that they could lock onto and, and indict him for, that they could bring him into the uh sanhedrin and have him tried as a blasphemer or something, and um that jesus uh Jesus had a handle of the word i mean he he is the word but uh, from the very beginning, he grew, uh, when we, early in, um, in the gospels, we find that Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with men and, um, w- with God and men. And, uh, he grew in wisdom. He not, he, you see, he spoke, and let me tell you this. And when he, he, he wasn't calling upon and this should be encouraging all of us. Well, that's Jesus. He, he knew how to answer questions. Listen, Jesus didn't speak from his deity. He spoke from his humanity. He did, and he modeled the way we, you and I, he modeled the prototype, uh, spiritual life, the Christian life. He set the model. He set this. He set how we should grow and, and stuff. And, uh, we're, we're told that we are to, um, sanctify the Lord God in our hearts and be ready to give an answer for the hope that's found in you. And, um, you know, so, so we're going to be attacked and we're going to be questioned. We're going to be ridiculed. We're going, we're going to have to answer questions ourselves. And we're going to have to do our homework. Jesus grew in wisdom. You see, He functioned as humanity. He learned Bible doctrine. So do we. That's, that's ours, that, that we are to learn the scripture. And, and not only for our own edification, um, for a number of reasons. First of all, first and foremost, our own edification and our, our drawing near to God, but also as we go out and you see, we're not just Going out and giving the gospel and chase people down and, and telling people, hey, are you, are you unsaved? Uh, you know, Jesus, um, you know, believe Jesus and now be shaved and move on. Sometimes they, they've got questions. They've got things and, and even those who are antagonistic will bring those anti, those questions to us and we need to be able to answer them. But those who are on attack, were uh, um were no were not able to answer him a word because they came with um they had no ammunition they were at ammunition and then no one dared to ask him any more questions as we said they were seeing people defect from their own ranks the Pharisees the scribes the the uh religious leaders and and in open debate they couldn't um they were seeing they were those that were seeing the truth. There were those that were intellectually honest, like the man we saw in Mark who acknowledged that Jesus gave a good answer and um so they were seeing people fall away from their own ranks and they didn't like it, so they didn't dare to ask him anymore because they were discrediting themselves while at the same time people were. Who are defecting from their side to the side of truth, and that's what it is defecting to the side of truth. so how sad is it that negative volition closes doors to to these leaders that, uh, they had at their disposal one who had knowledge and they um here is Jesus. They could. He could. They could have asked them legitimate questions. Could have said, they could have saw the treasure that they had before them. That he could tell them, enlighten them to to history, past, present, future. He could. Um, they could. They could have expounded their own um, knowledge. By asking him questions and 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 even being drilled with questions, well what about this? because sometimes uh, you know it's, uh, sometimes when we receive questions, it's also a blessing because sometimes we don't even know what to ask and here's a question be, be presented, but their arrogance and their hatred for Jesus closed the door to the thing that they love the most. The Pharisees love knowledge. They pride themselves on knowledge, but their arrogance closed the door. And then once that happened, Jesus turns his attention to the crowds, to the crowd that was there. Um, for this was very important. Now, as these as they set themselves up, these religious leaders set themselves up as antagonists. It was very important that these people, I have, if they, to see them for who they were, number one. But if these people turn and say, these are the bad guys, these are the Pharisees and, you know, and I spit on them and I, I, I hate the Pharisees and this, that and the other thing. Would it be possible that they would also do the same thing to the word that these Pharisees taught? And preached. Because these. Listen. They were not false teachers. These religious leaders. Were not false teachers. They knew scripture. And they may not have the right. Handle on scripture. And they may. may Make wrong applications. Themselves. But truth is truth. And what they taught. So. Um, so. So. And what was happening, and it wasn't Jesus that was discredit uh, that was discrediting him, they were discrediting themselves and at, but let it not be that they would not discredit the truth that they stood on and um so for it was important that they he would these were still the leaders. Um they were they were the experts of the law. They worked hard to get to where they were in their positions. And um they and and certainly the truth should not be tainted because of somebody who handles it. And Jesus was very careful not to discredit the leaders so much that they would leave the people without doctrinal leaders, somebody to teach them. And um and then they themselves question truth altogether. Matthew 1 and 2. Jesus spoke to the crowds and said to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees have seated themselves in the chair of Moses. Okay, first of all, let's notice that um, their position was not something ordained. It wasn't something that ordained by God. It wasn't a position that we find in in the scriptures that um there shall shall be Pharisees and um and scribes and and these were positions that men established kind of like pastor. Tim, you've talked about this before. Uh where where is it in the Bible that men are to um and what ceremonies come together that uh, that pastors ordain and what, what are the criterias and what, what is all this to be ordained and the church and all this. And there's a question, well, the answer is really here. The Pharisees were not ordained. The scribes were not ordained as far as scripturally, but these were offices set up by men and established by men. And that's okay. That doesn't make they set themselves up in the place of Moses. That's okay, in a sense that listen, church structure. Where we at? uh, uh, Who? Where in the Bible does it show church structures of of how to do this and 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 pastors and uh, and yes, there are verses in there about deacons and elders. There's some mention and and qualifications for deacons and elders, but um. There's some leeway. There's some things that we set up. And um so that does just because the Bible doesn't lay it out, does it mean that churches are discredited or doing something wrong? No. They set up organizations, and this is how this organization runs, and they're just fine. And that's the same thing with the with the offices of the Pharisees and the scribes. Listen, these guys were not always bad guys. The Pharisees actually at one point in history over the course of the century going back centuries going back uh back to the let's at least at least go back to the Maccabean wars these guys were heroes these guys were these guys set up the 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 Pharisaical order they stood up against um, Antiochus Epiphanes and and the structure and 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 they went to war with those with the 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 um, the type of Antichrist, which was that administration that was in place at that time. And these guys were heroes. They came out of the Maccabean Wars as heroes, and they were. And they up they upheld the word of God magnificently, and they stood on the word. So what happened? What happened to these people that at one point there's, uh the Pharisees at one point they were they were heroes of the faith, and now they are public, or I won't say we view them as the enemies, the antagonists in the Gospels. I'll just lay it out like this I this is what I think and um uh, I mean this could be a case study altogether that in that time okay leading up to that point every time that um tragedy and war and and the the, the things that came out, and there was a lot of brutality if you read the Maccabees Maccabees is an um book outside it is they are, it's a, it hasn't been part of the, our Bible, but I, I think it outside of scripture is very valuable as far as history and the brutality that the Jewish people had, had went through. And I think the Pharisees at that point, with all good intentions, set themselves up as the religious police, let's say. They set fences around the law. And they made sure that the people, their people stayed within the boundaries of the law for the fear that if they drifted once again, that these things would be repeated, that the the hardships that that would be repeated if, and by, from the disciplined hand of God, if they strayed from the, the boundaries of the law. So they became strict over time, they became strict legalists. And made sure that everyone abided by the, the T's being crossed and the I's being dotted. And and maybe for a time they kept the, they also kept themselves pure and in those boundaries. But it was power. And over time they began to enjoy, enjoy their positions to the point that they what they enforced upon the people, they were laxed upon themselves, kind of like the politics that we have today and the politicians. they will tell you what you can eat while they eat whatever they want to, they restrict your diet, whatever they and uh, the meat that they want you to uh, uh, to uh, that they want to cut you off from. They want to enjoy it. They tell you that you can't drive your SUV, that you have to drive these little pukey electric cars. No offense if you drive a pukey electric car, but um, that you have to drive what they say you have to drive. But you can't drive a gas-guzzling vehicle. But they can, and they do. Um, They They can send – they can have the best – they can – Say to you, you can only have this kind of health care while they have the best health care. You can only send your kids to certain schools while they send their kids to the best schools. So over a period of time, and that's what power does, and religiously, this is what these these uh, religious people did, these religious leaders did over a period of time, until you get to the time of Jesus. now you've got them, they're enjoying their position. They're enjoying the perks. They can take liberties with the law while at the same time enforcing others to keep the law. And for the main thing, main thing, they were trying their best to maintain their own credibility at the same time trying to tear down the one who has truth, which is our Lord. So the Pharisees were an assembly. They were teachers of the law and um Jesus recognizes this and does not dispute that these are leaders he said it to nicodemus and nicodemus 3:10 he says uh, jesus talking to nicodemus which is a pharisee part of the uh the um uh, sanhedrin and he says to to him he goes are you a teacher and we said and basically a um rhetorical question and you are teacher yes you are of israel and do not understand these things so these men were still the experts of the law and as for them they were they were not characterized once again they were not characterized as false teachers but they were blind guides they didn't see their own arrogance and they were ones that said, well, you know, we do a lot of good things. But yet, um, they did not see their own uh, true estate. Matthew 23, 3. Therefore, all that they tell you, this is Jesus telling them now. He's talking to the crowd. He's telling them he doesn't want to tear down their leadership. He says, therefore, all that they tell you do not do do and observe. Truth is truth, but do not do according to their deeds. They say things and do not do them. Do as do as they say, but do not do what they do. And um and that's simple enough. Um Truth is truth. And, um, and abide by the truth. And he goes on, and he, he describes them, he goes, they tie up heavy burdens and lay them on men's shoulders. Again, it's like going back politically. We have to abide by the Constitution. The Constitution is good. It's, it's out, the document of our founding fathers. But the the political elites they ignore the Constitution while they expect everyone else to be bound by the Constitution. That's the same way with these religious leaders here. Um, but they themselves are unwilling to move them with so much as a finger. But they do all their deeds to be noticed by men. Remember what Jesus said, these are white you are but well, whitewashed tombs. You're on the outside, you look all prim and prompt, but on the inside, you're full of dead man's bones. For they broaden the, uh, the phylacteries, uh, phylacteries, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, and lengthen their tassels. And uh, let me tell you about these two things. First of all, phylacteries, let me see, um these are small cases. Containing scripture texts worn on their left arm or forehead for religious purposes. They, these are things that are laid out on, you know, brought out on display, and um, and that's what they keep their prayers in. Three times a day, they make sure that they're out there on the marketplaces. Again, Jesus talked about this in in the earlier passages. Don't be like them. Don't be like the hypocrites who stand out there with these um and so that others can see them. Or lengthen their tassels on their garments. And these are, this takes us back to Deuteronomy. And rabbis would, would have these tassels on their garments. And this is probably what that woman, remember the woman who came out and touched the hem of Jesus' robe? You know, that, um that she would be healed. Um the Phoenician, uh, the Phoenician woman, I think it was out in Either Sedona or Tyre, but um, he was in a crowd, and she and she reached out and touched his him. And this is probably a ta- uh, he was wearing a tassel on the hem of his his robe, and that's probably what she touched. And um, so the um, so these guys in their tassels of their garments um, for show. They love the place of honor. They take advantages of their position and and banquets in the chief seats of the synagogues. Oh, they love the perks and respectful greetings in the marketplaces and being called rabbi by men. But do not call. And now he goes, they love all these things. Now Jesus directs his teaching back to them. Okay. Now, Now, as for you, this is what he's saying in verse nine. Do not call anyone on earth uh well start eight, but do not call do not be called the rabbi for one is your teacher, and you are all brothers. we are all bodies going to address here at the point of um where we have a problem today and um and our religious sect, especially in the Roman Catholic area where you have the hierarchy going up from the Pope all the way down to the Cardinals and, and they expect, I, I go into certain churches on business and stuff and people are calling the, the priest there, uh, the, uh, um, higher father and they'll address it, father so and so and father so and so. And, um, Jesus comes. Jesus deals deals with this way early in Scripture. This is why probably why the Roman Catholic Church did not want the Bible to be translated out of Latin to what people can understand and say, "Hey, you just listen to us and we'll tell you what you what you say." They want to keep the people in blindness. Um, And Jesus saying, "Forget about the hierarchy." Now there is church leadership. We do have leadership in the church. He's not saying that that um, to get rid of that, but he's saying in the sense that that leadership, and and this is what he's talking with his his disciples. Leadership position is a servitude position, not a hierarchy. That we serve one another, and whatever position that we are in, whether it's pastor, deacons, elders. What have you. It's not the position in a sense that uh, rank, and rank has its privileges. That works in the military. That works in a corporation. But that doesn't work in a church. R-H-I-P, no. But these positions are there to serve one another. We have gift of pastors and and offices of deacons and elders, and all of that is to serve the body because we are all one body. Um, our pastors are and they ha- have a spiritual gift of pastorship and uh, pastor teachers and poimen uh, didaskalos. They have a dual leadership role. They have a dual gift. They teach. And they present the gospel. And we love them. We love those who um who teach us the word of God. But the pastor who stands in the podium is not in that podium, and I do believe that the podium should be lifted up. Not to lift up the man who is in the pulpit, but to lift up the word of God that is being taught. And this is what Jesus is communicating. Um so, verse eight again, but do not call a rabbi for the one um for one is your teacher, and you are all brothers. do not call anyone earth on earth your father. How do you reconcile that in in the in the Roman Catholic um religion um for one is your father who is in heaven, okay, not a hierarchy. But your father is the one in heaven. Um, do not be called leaders, for the one is your leader. That is Christ, and um, and leader here is to lead, um, to to bring. And once again, we do have spiritual leaders, catharites, and catharites is to guide, to explain. Um one who provides instructions um and guides teacher instructions okay so do do not be called leaders for one is a leader that is Christ, okay, but the greatest among you shall be your servant there you go there we go again. there are the teachers they um there are the pastor teachers, they have a gift. They have a reason for being there, and he says, but the greatest among you, not be, not the ones that are placed in a hierarchy, not one who's set in a position, but those that are, um, the servants, those that your servants. So, whoever exalts himself shall be humbled, and whoever humbles himself shall be exalted. So, these, um these men, they spent a lot of time to get the Pharisees and the scribes, they spent, spent a lot to get to where they were. So with the establishment of the one world religion, the glove's going to be off. And where any disrespect, and this is important because the, with the one world order, you, this is where the, the establishment, um, of, of, and it's going to be tyranny, uh, tyrannical. Um, tyranny. Okay. If the Pharisees from the, this we answer from the very beginning, the Pharisees would have recognized and had their eyes open to their own position, recognized the road they were going back on. They recognized that we're not the law police, but we're part of this body of believers and we are there to serve them, not to be served. That's where they tripped up. And in the future, there's going to be a one world religion and where where um people are going to idolize these leaders they're going to want to be these leaders they're going to aspire to be part of these leaders but this leadership is going to be tyrannical if they're not called fathers if they're any disrespect will be met with um arrest prison time, and even death and that's how that um, it 's going to be in the future under this one world religion time. it's happened before it will happen again. so Jesus is saying that position should not be sought in such a way or hierarchy, but recognizing in humility that we are one body, one head under one Christ leadership leadership position should never be the goal of themselves. Yes, there are leadership positions, but that should not be the goal. That is not, when I grow up, I'm going to be the top dog. Shouldn't be it. That's what we call inordinate competition, inordinate ambition, but should always be viewed as opportunity to serve others. What God has placed us in as far as position should be thought, how do I use this position How am I to use this position to serve God? The Pharisees who exalted themselves will be humbled. And Jesus' followers, by humbling themselves in service, will someday be exalted. Father in heaven, thank you for this opportunity of fellowshipping in your word this morning. We pray, Heavenly Father, that God the Holy Spirit will continue to guide us in these truths as we continue on in this studying of this Passion Week and all the things that Jesus has to teach us. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. All right, we have Communion Sunday coming up. Um hope you will join us on that. Our subject, I'm going to go back um and um on the passage we just studied um earlier. The, what is the greatest commandment and that's going to be our our um our service for uh, for our communion, message for our community service on the Lord's Day. Hope you're with us. And, um, so until then, Shalom, uh, Shabbat Shalom. Have yourself a fine weekend in the Lord. And Lord willing, Spirit God, Rapture Penny will be back here on the Lord's Day at 1100. Again, hope you're with us. Thank you for joining us. You can hear this message again, as well as previous lessons, and get notes by visiting us online at www.gchapel.org.